Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello, my seller friends. Welcome to another episode of the School of Sellers podcast. Today, I am so excited to welcome Catherine Cosmeter from Cosmic Teaching to join us on the podcast today. Catherine is a guest continuing our series about selling around the world, and today she is sharing with us about her life with TPT and teaching while living in Spain. Without further ado, let's welcome Catherine to the podcast. All right. Well, so if you all have been listening to the podcast, we have been featuring some international sellers on the show. And today I am so pleased to introduce Catherine Cosmeter. Catherine, welcome to the School of Sellers podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this is like, you know, I think it's so cool to hear about people's experiences outside of what we know. Of course, not all of our listeners are US-based, but the majority are. So it's been really cool to hear about how TBT works on the other side of the world. And Catherine, you are coming to us today all the way from Spain, right? Yeah, I live yeah, I live in Madrid. Oh my gosh. Okay, so tell us like what's how did you end up there because you are a US citizen? Yeah. So I'm a US citizen and I am a New York State certified teacher, keeping my certificate just in case. And I had wanted to live here since I studied abroad in northern Spain like 14 years ago, so a long time ago. <laughs> And sort of forgot about that dream. Like I got into teaching. I was teaching in the U.S. I taught for um, six years. And then I brought a group of my own students over to Spain, to Barcelona, and just looked around and thought, why am I not living here? And so I went home and I started to do research and try to figure out what my visa options were. And I found a way to make it happen. And so I moved here four years ago. And I absolutely love it. And I have no plans to leave. (laughs) So it's great. (laughs) Okay. Well, I love how you said you kind of like forgot about that dream because Mm -hmm. how many of us have had similar experiences, especially in college. I feel like that's the time where like you get all of those cool things and then you just get comfortable in your grown up life. And those things usually fall to the wayside. So that is such a cool, cool story. Thank you. So you live in Madrid. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about life in Madrid. First of all, like what is this, what is like the biggest difference to you living in Madrid versus when you were in the United States? I think the lifestyle and that's absolutely everything here is just slower. And I mean, it's a capital city. It's still capital city. There's a lot of activity happening compared to the rest of the country, but life is so much slower. And like, everything is like, whatever, it'll happen. It'll get done. You know, there's no rush except like paying your taxes. There's a rush on that, but everything else is like, take your time. It'll get done. No worries. And it's just less stressful. There's time for everything. And people here really value their like work-life balance. They really value that. And what age of students do you teach? So I have almost always taught middle school and high school. So right now I uh, work on my TPT in the morning and then in the afternoon, which is morning East coast time, I teach for two virtual programs based in the U S and I teach middle school and high school Spanish. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was going to ask how, like how your typical day looks, especially considering like the more laid back lifestyle. So you've already kind of talked about your hours, but yeah. So how does that, how does that typically flow from morning to to afternoon? 
so the morning I usually get up, my husband starts work at eight um, and he works right upstairs. <laughs> so we both work from home now. So I get up when he gets up right around eight and I'll usually walk the dog, have breakfast. Sometimes I go to the gym and then I'll come home and I almost always start work around 10. Uh, whether I went to the gym or not, I start work around 10 and I'll, I'll sit down and start work or I'll stand because I have standing desk, which is great and work on my TPT shop in the morning. Um, and I sort of mix it up from day to day, depending on what I feel like I try to block out my schedule, but really if I don't feel like doing whatever's on my schedule, I just switch it with another day. Uh, and then we have lunch at two o'clock cause that's typical Spanish lunchtime. And then I start teaching at three, which is nine on the East coast. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. That's really interesting. Is your husband a U.S. citizen as well? Did he move with no, you? No, he's Spanish. Oh, yeah, okay. he's Spanish. Uh, we only speak Spanish at home. Our dog is bilingual. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we actually met the first week I got here. And oh my I, gosh. yeah. And I told some, some new friends, I said, you know, I met this guy. I don't know if it's going anywhere. And then one of, one of those friends was a witness at our civil ceremony last June. Oh my gosh. I know. It's amazing how things work out. (laughs) That's just so, so cool. Yeah. And I think like the older we get, it's like, you truly can like start the life of your dreams at any point, you know? And I'm sure if someone would have told you like 10 years ago that this is what you'd be doing and this is how it all unfolded. Yeah. I never would have believed it. Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. This, I mean, it's never, it's never too late to live the life you want. So it really never is. Yeah. We were, I was recording a separate call last week and just the whole like fairy tale analogy came up. And I feel like for a lot of teachers, it really is like for TPT, especially it is like a fairy tale, you know, because what you envisioned versus what's actually happening now, especially thanks to TPT, because you're able to have that flexibility. Oh yeah. Amazing. I have so many teachers in my inbox asking, how do I move to Spain? How do I do this? How do I become a freelancer? Now, do you think that you still would have made the move with or without TPT? So I actually started TPT, uh, I'm doing the math eight months ago. That's right. So, yep. I'm a new TPT seller. That's amazing. So when I first moved here, I didn't have, my visa was just to work. I started working in a high school. I taught English. Um, and my visa was just that. And if you have a work visa, that's all you can do. So in August, well, in June, I had applied for permanent residency. And then in August, it was, I was still waiting for approval, but I checked in with a lawyer and said, hey, can I start working? And they said, mm-hmm. yes. So I uh, became a registered freelancer so I could pay my taxes and my healthcare. And I like really started going with TPT. I was like working behind the scenes, but of wasn't le- legally allowed to be doing anything yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. That's I'm so excited amazing. for you. Like the start of the business is so exciting and just so energizing, I think. So what would you say then? Like, I know you've mentioned taxes. Have there been any challenges that you've come across, like with being an international seller versus US based that people might not realize? And I don't know if you've had a chance to like, like tax season for the US is still, but how does that all work? Like, what are your challenges that you face? I think that's the biggest challenge. It's just confusing. And I mean, everything here is sort of just paperwork and patience. So as long as you've got your paperwork in order and you're patient, it'll happen. (laughs) But I think a lot of people uh, don't, I mean, tax laws are complicated, but you just have to know the tax law of where you live. Um, And with Spain and the US, there's an agreement where you, you don't like double pay, but you pay, you pay where you live. And then if you would owe more to the US, you would pay that balance. 
and I pay more in slightly more in Spain than I would in the US. Uh, so I pay my taxes to Spain. I pay my quarterly taxes. I have an accountant for that because I am not good at the numbers. <laughs> and then I have a separate accountant for the US and they just show that I paid my Spanish taxes. And then I file with that information and I don't owe in the US. Wow. I know. It's like all brand new. That's, I know. It's just finding information. (laughs) Well, I think it's, I'm with you on the having someone do it for you if you're not Mm -hmm. 100% sure about the tax laws, because that stuff is so confusing. Yep. (laughs) Hey, seller friends, it's Erin. Quick question Do you have a tendency to get burned out in your teacher business? Chances are you have a growing business, but it can feel very lonely and overwhelming. So it's hard to get motivated sometimes. Good news for you. You can put the spark back into your business today by joining Ignite, our brand new work club for teacher sellers. As a member of Ignite, you will receive monthly challenges with prizes, tools to help you work through each challenge with accountability infused throughout the entire month. Live power hour work sessions and kickoff calls are going to help keep us on track so that every month is your best month yet. Visit schoolofsellers.com slash ignite to sign up today. So I'm curious about the types of products that you make. I'm sure you make some for your own students as well, but do you feel like being where you are has influenced the types of products that you're making? I think it's a combination of, of my experience and where I teach now and the access that I have to things now, because I obviously have access to a lot more authentic materials and my own Spanish has improved. And I know a lot more slang than I did when I, than I did when I lived in the U S but my goal has always been to make language class, like Spanish class fun and accessible because there's not a lot of, there's, almost no professional development for language teachers. So it's really hard to like learn how to differentiate and make it fun and easy for students to engage in Spanish and acquire Spanish. Those are my two big goals is it has to be fun. It has to be accessible. And then I always try to base my resources on some sort of authentic, either experience or resource. So it could be a video, it could be a reading, or it could be like discussing a cultural difference or a cultural phenomenon. And so I think like I said, I've learned more about Spain by living in Spain and that's helped influence my products and make them stronger. Yeah. So do you, do you is your audience mostly still U.S. teachers or, or teachers? Mostly, it's mostly U.S. teachers. Although some of my Instagram followers are in the EU. Like my first like every morning is a teacher in the Netherlands. Um, oh. But most of my um, TPT teachers are U.S. teachers. Yeah. And that's my, that's my focus because that's most of my experience. Obviously here in Spain, I'm not a native speaker, so nobody wants me to teach Spanish here, but I, and I've taught English here. So my, I still stick with us focus. Yeah. That is so cool. I think it's neat that, I mean, it's, it's kind of like mind bending in a way that you're teaching English mm-hmm. where you are, but then you yep. are selling Spanish resources yeah. to everyone on I, this side of the globe. <laughs> I actually teach uh, Spanish. So when I first oh. moved here, I taught English and then okay. now I teach, now I teach Spanish for virtual programs. Yeah. Okay. So your virtual yep. one is Spanish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's just, oh my gosh, that's so yeah. cool. Well, I think, I think that is such an amazing niche to have, especially that there's a need for, you know, some more like, I don't know what the word is like guidelines for teachers. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of professional development opportunities. Yeah. So I can imagine like teachers are already 
loving TPT for the mm-hmm. ease, but then if you're in a niche like that, where you're really struggling to find support, that is just so yeah. crucial. And there are a lot of great Spanish resources. There are, I'm, but it's just a matter of what you're looking for and what you need in the moment. One of the programs I teach for now is for homebound students who can't physically okay. attend school. That's U.S. students who take classes online. And some of them like really struggle with mainstream Spanish products and they need like extra scaffolding and extra supports that you don't necessarily have everywhere. And so that's something I definitely focus on because I, like I said, I want everyone to have fun and be able to enjoy learning Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I have very fond memories of my Spanish class in middle school and high school. And Good. it was because of the teachers, like they exactly. made it fun and engaging and yep. It's one of the only classes I remember from high school. <laughs> That's good though. I actually hated Spanish in high school. And I, really? my students who struggle with Spanish, I tell them that. <laughs> so okay. yep. I had one teacher who, and sorry, I'm getting off track, but I, mm-hmm. I remember, I mean, it was like almost an immersion class and, and it was an introductory course, but we really, we weren't allowed to speak English inside the classroom. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to speak English, we had to leave the classroom and stand yep. outside the threshold. Yep. And that to me was like a game changer. And that's how a lot of, I follow, it's like, there's, there's sort of two tracks. There's like old school grammar and vocab, and there's like new school and it's called comprehensible input where you're giving students input that they can understand and then encouraging them to use that. And that's where, that's what I work on because it's more effective. That's how we learned our first language. So that's how we should learn our second language. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. So true. So I mean, I, I feel like Spain is like you were saying the slower pace of life and just, it's beautiful. And I mean, so many amazing things to say about living somewhere like that. Is there anything that you miss about being in the U S whether it's like a certain food or is there anything that you're like always going right towards when you get back? You can get most things here. I mean, there's always Amazon, (laughs) but The one thing I always buy when I go home is stick deodorant (laughs) because here it's, it's all spray on and roll on. So that's the one thing I was home last week. My sister and I went to CVS and I bought four, like two packs of deodorant to bring home. (laughs) Just (laughs) like the most random thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's just little things like uh, that and large coffees, like big coffees. We don't have those here. Mm. Buy coffee and it's, it's tiny. It's a little, little espresso coffee. What about like Starbucks? Do they still have like the venti have, sizes? Yeah, we have Starbucks in like bigger cities. So not everywhere, but we do. I mean, they're all over Madrid and they do still have venti, but it gets confusing when you order because grande means big, but grande is also the size of the medium. So oh, right. yeah. So you never know what size they're going to give you if you order a grande <laughs> coffee. <Yeah. laughs> That's amazing. What do you, what's your favorite thing in Spain that you can't get in the U.S.? Oh, that's tricky. Or just any of your favorites. Just like, I think just like really, really delicious food and wine at a really low cost. That's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the cost, the cost of of a meal and a glass of wine here is so much lower than it is in the U.S. Oh, man. It's making me. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's still complicated. It's still life, you know? Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. You still have to do your laundry. You still have to pay your taxes. Like <laughs> it's still life. It's just, but it's just a little prettier and a little more interesting. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I would love to wrap this up with just a couple, just for fun questions. If okay. You're cool with that. Yeah. Tell us what your first job was ever. 
I was a lifeguard and a swim instructor at the YMCA. Oh, yeah. Yep. All through high school and college, like eight years. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Were you ever like on a swim team or anything or did yeah, you just, I was on a, yeah. I was on a swim team as a kid. And then in high school, I was on the swim team. Yep. Awesome. So. That seems like a fun job. Oh yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where I learned, like I wanted to teach. And also I wanted to teach bigger kids because <laughs> I worked mostly with little kids and I preferred bigger kids. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, especially in a swimming situation, <laughs> that's like, Oh, like night and day teaching Mm -hmm. the big ones versus the little ones. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. What would you say is the best thing that you have done for your business so far? I would say I did jumpstart with you in December and it was, it gave me such clear goals and I feel like I'm working so much smarter than I was last year, even though last year I was only up for a couple of months, but I just feel like in these past few months, I've worked so much more effectively than I was before. Um, so that really helped me to set goals. And then I also have a mastermind buddy who is a pre-K four teacher, uh, and a TPT seller. She's Amber at the cream city teacher. And she and I, she and I connect every two weeks and she's great. So I know Amber that's, oh, do you? Yeah. I mean, I've never met her in person, but you know, she's one of our, she's a school seller. Yep. Yes, she is. Yeah. We, we were going to connect last night to practice for this. Oh, (laughs) Uh, but I got, I flew in, no, not last night, Sunday night. I flew in Sunday, my flight, I missed my flight. So we didn't get to connect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is so cool. And it's cool that you find a time. What, what time of day do you guys typically meet? We meet in the evening, my time, morning, her time. Okay. Because she's in central time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. We're actually, some of our recordings for the podcast coming up are mastermind related. Mm-hmm. So it's like just such a oh, cool way to have support in TBT. Oh yeah. It's great. And it's great that we, I mean, we teach such different groups and we have very different niches, but it sort of encourages us to like think outside the box and push each other in different ways that we might not have thought of. So it's I think really that's great. so important. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. This is one of my favorite questions because I have many of them, but what is your current guilty pleasure? Could be yeah. anything. I am currently loving Trader Joe's peanut butter cups that I brought back with me last time I was home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We don't have Trader Joe's here. So Trader Joe's is a magical place. Oh yeah. It definitely is. It truly is. And they only have peanut butter cups here in like the international gourmet section of the really expensive department store. (laughs) So yep. So I'm loving the Trader Joe's peanut butter cups. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I love that. Trader Joe's is one of my favorite places. Oh yeah. It's the first place we went when we got in <laughs> last week. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This is just so interesting mm-hmm. and it's just a really cool look into how other sellers do what they do. So thank you for taking the time to do this. Of course. Thank you.